Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. My friends, welcome back to the Turned On Podcast. And if you notice that one part, she says, the opportunity that exists just a flip away. A flip away. That's Angelique Nori right there coming at you. It's good to see you, babe. It's good to see it's you. It's good to be here. <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, as a husband that we do so much together that every once in a while we get alone in this little podcast studio and I feel like we're, we're business partners again. What does that mean? We're always business partners. I know, but it's just we, we don't have kids in our chaos right now. Oh, I know. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So this is our date. This, this is our date. This is our date when we come in here and podcast alone. Well, I had my clothes on. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> sorry, listener. As if we would do something like that. Oh, no, I'm just we teasing. Are, we are fully dressed and fully. We have children all around us. They just happen to be outside <laughs> of the door here. So, hey, you know what they do every January? They usually do what's called the State of the Union. I really don't watch it anymore, and it's when the president goes up and everybody claps and he tells a bunch of stuff that probably is not going to happen. We're going to do a State of the Union that's a little bit different. We're going to do the turned-on State of the Union. All righty. What does it mean? Well, we're going to talk about the four things that we focus on, which are? Health, relationships, business, and your faith. Yes. And we want to let you know, what can you expect this year from the Turned On podcast. What are the things that you want to tune in for? What are we going to focus on? And when I say focus, man, we are hyper-focused this year. We have outlined, we know what we're talking about, and right now it comes down to really the opportunity in 2022 to to change things. Now, I was going to say Happy New Year, but Larry David says after January 7th, it's not proper to say Happy New Year. That's just dumb. Why? First of all, yes, Larry David is your spirit animal. Um, but so if it's January eighth, I can't say Happy New Year. That's just ridiculous. Whatever. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah. Today is January tenth. I'm gonna say it. Happy New Year because it's the first you're probably hearing from us in the new year as we're recording. So one of the things that we really want to do is is set the standards. And so if you're if you're looking for some direction this year and you're looking for some inspiration and you're looking for some teaching, you know, we're going to talk a lot about foundation this year. Meaning what are the foundational principles, the godly foundational principles that we can rely on day in and day out that are going to not only um, give us the support we need to 
claim victory, which is another big thing that we're going to talk about. We're going to claim about what it means to win, what it means to claim victory in your personal life, in your business, and certainly with your family. And it's going to come down to those foundational principles. So when I say that word foundational, Angelique, what does it mean to you? Um, well, it means that like, you know, and the pastor was talking about it yesterday. Like he, he built a house on a rock, you know, you build your house on a foundation. You don't build it on quicksand. You don't build it on, uh, you know, something that is, that is faulty ground or, uh, wavering or half truths or somebody else's truth or some other method or whatever, like foundational to me is the word of God. And the word of God stands, it's forever and ever, it's alive. Um, and so when I say turned on, like my goal is to get you turned on, on, onto God, period, end of story, whatever. How do we do that? We do that by giving you different ways to stay turned on in your health relationships and your business. But what are those ways? Those ways are built on the foundation of the word of God. They, you cannot get turned on in your body or in your marriage or with your children or in business without first understanding how you connect to the ultimate source of everything that is alive, that is well, that is thriving, that is favored, uh, and that's God. And so when we talk about things like the turned on method, those are the ways that we stay in the green, regardless of circumstances, regardless of events, regardless of what's going on in the world, regardless of how hard things can become or frustrated, you know, in wall kicking moments can be, you stay turned on by understanding who God is, what he has to say about it, and how to proceed based off his instruction. That's can I, foundational. Can I get an amen for that? I love it. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Because you know what? Today is the first day of the revival. This is this is a year for revival. That's the word. When we talk about a foundation, when we talk about victory, we are talking about you and what's in it for you being a part of this revival going on here, meaning we are going to help you plan. We are going to help you execute. We are going to help you be consistent. We are going to help you follow through. We are going to help you claim those small victories every day that leads to the larger victories in life. And it comes with resilience. It comes with determination. And it's going to come with what we're talking about right now, right here, your health. So we're going to let you know right out of the bag, Angelique and I had COVID. We did. For Christmas. We had COVID on Christmas. Yeah. And... um Here's the thing. There's so much around this. It consumes our daily lives. We're just going to give you our quick story. Uh, We were coming home from Disney World where we were in Fort Wilderness. Ella had a little bit of a cough and a sniffle. She thought it was... There you go. Allergies. You can still hear my cough. She thought it was allergies. And uh, we tested her and she found out she was positive for COVID. Yeah. And then uh, I tested myself and then found out I was positive for COVID. And I immediately started ivermectin. Yeah. And I started the day after you. Uh, but we were also on a protocol for over a year, just like kind of a prevention protocol or as you call like early exposure protocol, just different supplements that we take, um, quercetin, zinc, C, D, uh, NAC, melatonin, uh, just different things that we've done to bolster our immune system yeah. in this, in, you know, in this era. And um, I believe that that helped us a ton as well as the ivermectin, which is a drug for humans. 
It's a drug for humans. Yeah. It's approved for human use. It was created for human use. Do not let anyone tell you differently. Right. And, and so many people, you guys can't tag me on Instagram and stuff like that because God forbid that anybody give any alternative information. But this is real experience. This is our podcast. We know it's a big deal, this COVID. Yep. But we also know that there's a lot of fear around it. So yeah. there's people who have had it really bad. And we're giving you our experience. Mine was three days. It was mild. On a scale of one to ten, like a two. Yeah. Uh, our daughters had it. They, all three of our girls had it 24 hours. They each had a fever for 24 hours. Literally, that was it. I think Ella had a sore throat. The other girls didn't have any right. symptoms that we knew of, except for Noah couldn't tell me. But, you know, look, by the way, we're not making light of this because we know people that have had a very hard time. I know people that have passed away from it and complications of it. Uh, you know, there's there's so, I think this the fear around COVID is the fact that it hits people differently and it's an acceleration of inflammation in your body, right? So that's why it's so important. This part of being turned on is to keep, you know, your body in an anti-inflammatory state so that when things like this come our way, that we can have our best fighting chance. And that's, that's, that's a godly diet. That's, that's a natural diet. That's a natural body. That's a return to, you know, organics, a return to things that God deemed, you know, favorable and good for us. And so, you know, I, you know, I say that and kind of like regress a little bit in our, in our, you know, conversation here, but ultimately that's part of turned on in general, you know, whether it's, you don't want to fall behind the eight ball. You don't want to fall behind the eight ball in marriage or in, in finances and business and, or in your health, or in your faith. Like, there's always, look, we're always going to have downturns, and we're always going to have times when we're a little bit more behind than others, and that's just normal and part of being human. But to stay turned on means, like, you keep it in check. You recover faster. You work with simplicity and systems and nature and how God has created you to be and so that in the event that things do get a little crazy, we're able to stay in the green, Right, we're able to stay profitable, prosperous, and and in yeah. favor, and and able to talk about it. Here's the thing: there's so much that we can't talk about. It. We're afraid to talk about. It. So what we're going to talk about next is this this kind of cancel culture that's permeated our our lives, and so much has been said lately about the Joe Rogan podcast, which has been fantastic. We've we've heard the episode with Dr. Peter McCullough. We've heard the episode with Dr. Robert Malone, and those were fantastic. You have to listen to them. They're so enlightening. There's also another one with Dr. Jordan Peterson, which I want to talk about next. And he was on the Joe Rogan show, and he's basically saying what happens is when there's things that we don't accept as a culture, and, they, and they'll push. And you'll, you'll move back, and you'll move back, and you say, wait, enough. And they'll say, "Oh yeah, yeah," and they'll let up, kind of like a bully, right? And then they'll and then they'll wait, and then they'll push and push, and then they'll let up when you give resistance. Okay, that's right. And then they'll push and push, and they do this so often as a calculated move. Before you know it, you're so far from where your standards and your morals and your cultural values were that they backed you up on your heels. So we've been led there with COVID to not talk about certain things. We've also been led there with other subjects, which are culture culture-driven subjects, which is the next real big hurdle I want to get to here. We're in church, and we have this fantastic pastor, this new church we're going to, and I'm sitting there watching this guy give his all, 
And I'm looking around, and I'm thinking to myself, what's going on with the church? What's happening here that I'm seeing a lukewarm response? And it wasn't so much, look, the pastor was spot on. He was fired up. He had his, his, his knowledge was there. His delivery was excellent. And his passion was on fire. But what happens was I realized that we've we're all kind of been conditioned because we're so much in culture six days a week and we're waking up to the news and we're on social media all day and we're hearing these things that culture is imposing on us like Jordan Peterson says, pushing us back and back. So that way when we get to our one hour of church a week and the pastor's up there, we're not meeting him with equal energy because we're giving him what I said is the golf clap. Where he's like, can I get an amen? Are you are you guys feeling this? And I feel like my sense was that everybody's looking around, going, "Can we clap for that?" Uh, we're we're being told that that's that's not allowed in our culture, and we have to establish the fact: Are we Christians, or are we going to live by culture? Are we going to live by the Word of God and stand up for it and meet them halfway and give that energy, or are we going to sit back and go, "Ooh, I could get in trouble if I clap for that." I could get canceled. That's a dangerous spot. Well, and I and I just think as you were saying this, I'm just trying to picture, you know, what happens. And, and I know people in, in the spiritual, you know, new age talk about energy and frequency and all that stuff. But if I were to picture God, right, and 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 what it is to be turned on and and hardwired for that connection, right? You think about the connection to God. What is what is that energy like? You know, that energy is, is high. It's, it's alert. It's aware. It's passionate. It's filled with life. Um, and when I look at what culture is doing and cancel culture is doing is it's, it's stripping the life force out of our day to day, our thoughts, our actions, our conversations, our connectivity with others, our communication with others, our response to things like sometimes we just don't live passionately. We can't speak passionately, courageously, boldly. Everything starts to be pulled away. And that's not turned on. You know, like if I'm going to be plugged into God, I'm going to be charged up, you know, charged up, turned on, wide awake, and ready. And if we're not, and we expect to stay turned on to God by a five-minute Jesus calling devotional, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's, but it's a snack. It's a nibble. We're, we're walking through the lobby of a gym and expecting to get into shape. We're not getting the connection that we need uh, in the immersion that we need to stay turned on, be bold, be alive so that we can fight head on what culture is ramming down our throats day in and day out, lulling us to sleep, pulling us to open our phones in the most ridiculous places. We can't even sit at a traffic light without pulling out our phone and scrolling Instagram. Why? Why are we doing that? It's sucking the life out of all of us and it's creating a very low in those terms, frequency that is not on on par with God at all, and, and it's getting us to agree with things reluctantly yeah. or even subconsciously by conditioning us that we would never really agree with. Mm-hmm. 
And these aren't these aren't little things, you know. Um, the pastor said this past week. They that culture will get you to <coughs> indulge like them. They want you to talk like them. They want you to think like them. This is the culture. Think like us. Talk like us. Indulge like us. We're through our literature, through our language, through what our beliefs, and that's a slippery slope. And let's face it, even the best of us, even the most you know, faithful Christians, we're not in the word nearly as much as we are in the world because we live in the world. So the the odds are stacked against us when we are inundated by this stuff 24-7 almost, and then we go to church on a Sunday, and no wonder why the the, the, the crowd's not more enthusiastic because we're all looking around going, uh-oh, this is not what the news is telling me. This is not what social media is telling me, or this is not what Facebook says I can or can't say. So can I clap for that? Amen, you have to. Yeah. What does the Bible say about those who are lukewarm? Get spit out of his mouth. Yes. And and here you got to think about that. What do, where else are you getting spit out? Like you're going to get spit out of the mouth of the world. I don't care. I don't care how much you agree with them. It will chew you up and spit you out. Period. You could agree with the world and the enemy and all of his tricks all day long and please everybody and try to make peace with all of your friends and not ever have confrontation and not take a stand and you will still get chewed up and spit out, period. So if you're going to get chewed up and spit out, let it be by the world because you took a stance for something so that you're not lukewarm for God because of any mouth you don't want to be chewed up and spit out of it's the Lord's. So stay bold, stay courageous, and understand that as as you're doing that and staking, taking a bold stance, that you're doing something not only for the kingdom of heaven, but you're also doing it for your marriage. You're doing it for your family. You're doing it for the nuclear family. You're doing it for businesses. You're doing it for other believers. You're doing it for your health. Because, if, again, if you're agreeing with all the things that culture tells us, it's not going to, your odds are stacked against you in your marriage for the nuclear family in your health. It's way against you. So take a stand for God, because if you if you can't take a stand for him in one thing, then all things will fall because God is not in a silo. He is he's connected to all things. That's how we stay turned on, period. So really, truly, that's what our 2022 is yeah. going to be about. Is like I, I said it the other day, like my word for 22 is the word. It is the word of God. Not one word, not just being resilient or bold or or focused or intentional or whatever yours is, doesn't matter. Mine is the word because we need to be more immersed in that than ever. It's yeah. alive. Yeah. It's time to get salty. Salty. We, we are the salt of the earth. Yeah. And if the salt loses its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? Mm-hmm. We need to restore the word of God. And here's the thing. We come from so many different backgrounds and cultures, right? I come from a, a Catholic background. The first time I was in a church where I heard people participating, getting fired up, it blew my mind. Here's what we're, what we're dealing with is momentum and energy. Wherever momentum and energy is, that's where you want to be. So right now, the culture is trying to shift momentum. It's trying to shift energy into a, into a culture-up philosophy when it has to be kingdom down. And so that's why we need people in church giving pastors life. Think about what a pastor or a priest does. They spend their whole week preparing to feed the flock, okay? We do this. Twice a week, I do rise with intention. So what do I do? I prepare. I take notes. I practice. 
I get excited. I think about how I'm going to deliver this message to inspire people. Angelique and I have spoken on stage throughout the country, in other countries even, and we've delivered keynote speeches. So what happens is you need your audience to be with you because you put so much into that. So when we say that where energy goes, right, that's where the momentum is. We need to reclaim this, Christian, body of church. I mean, the body of Christ, the church, needs to reclaim this. You know, Angelique and I, um, we went to a predominantly African-American church in Tennessee. And if you've ever had that experience... Um, it's a different experience, certainly, than the Catholic Church that I grew up in. We didn't just attend. We were members of yeah. it. Yeah. And what happens is there is a palpable energy. There's an enthusiasm for God. There's an enthusiasm for the Word where people participate, where they shout out amen, where they raise their hands up and receive what the pastor is giving them. Because that's what we do as humans. Well, what, what, you're, what we're not saying here is it's charged up because... The Holy Spirit is alive and well there. Now, where the Holy Spirit has been extracted, because they're afraid to touch the topic in certain religions or denominations, or we can't say the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, in business or whatever, and everyone else is able to say you know, some New Age, you know, crap, then you're going to receive something entirely different. Your experience is going to be entirely different. And then that's where people are hungry. And unfortunately it leads them down a slippery slope. You know, they go in these slippery slopes of, of new age spirituality because the experience their is foundation right. is missing. It's exactly right. So why are we extracting that? Well, the foundation here, I read about this in my book. We can't say just because. In other words, when you were a teenager, um, some of you were very feisty or some of you have feisty teenagers right now, and you tell them something and they want to know why. And they're rebellious. Right? Yeah. That's good. That's a good thing. We don't want to fall into, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to believe it because you say it. So that's why I go into Bible prophecy. That's why I go into scripture, how, the, how we got the Bible, how many manuscripts there are, who wrote it, why they wrote it. Because the other things are just because. How are we going to handle Noah then? Because Noah is the rebellion. Well, kids with questions yeah. are good, and parents have to be prepared. As so Christian parents, you have to be well-equipped. Here's, here's a perfect example where the government's coming in in another country. Our pastor was saying that in China, there's a hundred million strong underground Christianity movement in China, right? And the Chinese government has done everything to squash that. They, they've tried to they've tried to take away the Bibles. They've tried to pound the Bible. They've tried to ruin it. And the more they tried to squash this movement, this Christianity movement in China, the more it's grown. Right. So it's frustrated them. That's the Holy Spirit. So now what are they doing? This is the slippery slope. This is what we have to be very careful of. They're trying to manipulate and change the word, create their own Bibles, adding or taking away certain things. Bad move. That's where we have to be foundational. That's why when you go into a church, and I'm going to use this, this is controversial a little bit, but it's not controversial for me. And it's not controversial for the Word of God, because it's clear. But when you go in and the pastor starts talking about, well, there was a swim meet, and here's this transgender woman, and she's going against a transgender man, that was the big news this week. The, the swimmer from Penn, who was you know, born a man, competing as a woman. I mean, that's foundational stuff. Your common sense should say it's not fair. 
And and if you were in the church, there's no part of the Bible that says you take what God made you and you physically change it. There's no part of that. But we've been conditioned so much by culture and pop culture and this culture uh, philosophy of cancel culture that when the the pastor says something about this, we can't have people looking around going, oh, but I, I don't know if I'm allowed to because I don't want to be ostracized from the community. That's a dangerous place. Yeah. But you could they're going to try and manipulate Scripture. They're going to try and add to Scripture. And what we have to do is we have to be sound. We have to be bold. We have to be defiant like Daniel. Mm-hmm. Well, leaders, leaders need their flock support, right? And we can't be afraid because one of the flock, you know, doesn't like it or a few of the flock don't like it. Like if we are going to agree with God and take a stand for God, be prepared to be, to be sifted out, be prepared, but you need the support of the flock. And that goes for anything. That's not just pastors, you know, just leaders in general, leaders of companies, leaders of businesses, the leader of your home, like take a stand for what is good and what is noble and it's not always going to be popular, but you've, in order to do that, you've got to have, you got to receive passionate support. So whatever you're a part of, if you're not leading people, which I believe everyone leads um, in some way, shape or form, just know that it's really important for your leaders to have a passionate support system around them that will get behind them because those leaders are growing tired and you don't want them to just lay down, right? You don't want them to just lay down. Yeah. You, you know, what, what we heard this week, they said that um, your devotion will appear as a defiance to culture. Yeah. And so this is, they're going to ask you to comply. They're going to ask you to capitulate and to to think differently than you want to think because it's it's not groupthink that you're thinking. You have to go along with the group, and it's going to appear as a devotion to your God will appear appear as a defiance to the cultural gods, and that's a scary place because you have to be strong enough to stand up. Yeah, Our friend battle. that we went out with, he was talking about a certain um, the pastor in in California, I believe mm-hmm. his name was Erwin McManus. Yeah, Mosaic. Um, and basically saying that evil men don't wait on God to move. They're going by a different set of agendas. So if, if good people are waiting and we're not proactive and we're not standing up declaring our Bible, declaring what we stand for, then we will lose this battle. Again, turned on. If you're turned on, you're not, you're not waiting for anything. You know, you're actively seizing opportunity. You're, you're actively aware. You're actively present you're actively making moves. You're pursuing things, um, you know, with bold action without costing you your identity in Christ, your salvation, your relationships around you. So that's what it takes to be turned on. It's, it's, it means that you're in motion. God can't bless, I've said this before, God cannot bless what is rocking back and forth. He cannot bless what is anchored to the ocean floor. 
I mean, he can, he's God, he can do it every once, but he's going to bless what's in motion. Are you moving forward? Did you get your marching orders? And if you have your marching orders, are you taking the necessary steps to keep the lights on? Talk about this continuously in the turned on method. Very important, uh, you know, a very important piece of, of everything that we've built, you know, whether it's foundations in our marriage, family, home, business, health, whatever, it's a framework, you know, and it's, it's based on biblical, um, just biblical truth. Like I'm not pulling stuff out of my, my side, you know, I, I want for any instructions that we give to be backed up by scripture to make sure it's biblically found. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And what happens is we've become so apathetic sometimes as a church, as a community of believers, and we are the the Ned Flanders, so to speak. Now, I don't believe that any part of God's word is violent. I don't believe that any part of His word is is should be dealt with uh, in anger. But I do believe there's a righteousness, and here's where it comes down to the family. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. We're watching a show the other day, Bluey, which is a great cartoon. There's so much junk out there. If you have young kids and you see some of the stuff that's being put out on TV and the violence and the the counterculture messages that are being put out there. And so we're watching Bluey, and it's an Australian show put on by the BBC, and, and it's the mom and the dad and the... The two kids and the mom and the dad date each other still. They talk about how much they love each other. They spend time with the kids. There's, it seems like a really good show for, for values when so much is missing. And so this one particular episode, Ange, is the mom going back to visit the grandfather. I think the episode is called Granddad. So the kids get him out, out of the car immediately, and they start running around with the grandfather. And the mom's freaking out because the grandfather's had, like, heart trouble. Remember, it's a cartoon. They're, I think they're dogs or something. Yeah, they are. Right? It's really cute. And the mom says, Dad, I need you to stop running around so much. And he says, but why? And she goes, because I still need you. Mm. You know, she still needed her father, even though she was an adult with I kids. Really yeah. yeah. And I'm like, wow, what a great life lesson there, you know? And then as the kids were moving around and the grandfather settled down and the kids played, then there was this quiet moment between Bluey's mom and her dad. And I'm sitting there and they're sitting on the dock, Ange, and I'm I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And she looks at her dad and she says, you know, you used to take me here where the kids are a long time ago. And he looks at her, he says, no, he goes, it was just yesterday. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, the daughter is sitting on the dock with her father while the grandkids are around. And she's like, Dad, you used to take me here, but that was a long time ago. And he's like, no, it was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. So this is where our, our righteous anger as as Christians, and when I say what righteous anger, meaning that we get energy and we do something about it, is we're being robbed. We've been robbed. No doubt you guys have looked at your Facebook memories and you see something in 2018 or 19 and you're like, whoa, man, it was easy. How did we get here this quick? Where did these last three years go? And then you look at your kids you're like, whoa, they're growing up. And it feels just like yesterday. And there should be a righteous anger there. There should be a, wait a minute. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to let my, 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 my values slip away. I'm not going to let time slip away. I'm not going to let culture dictate to me the things that 
I value most, the things that are most precious to me because time is short here. We don't have a lot of it. So we can't just waste another couple of years. You know, everybody jokes about the, you know, two weeks to slow the curve and it's gone into three years. There should be a righteous anger right now where we should know and we should say, this is not okay with us. We are going to reclaim our lives. We are going to have victory, but it's not going to come showing up with an apathetic stance every Sunday with a little bit of a golf clap. Mm-hmm. When the leaders and the pastors across this country are getting up there trying to lead us, trying to revive this church, don't make them work that hard. Give them feedback. Give them love. Stand up and say, amen. Let's do something and then get back to community. This is such an important part of where we're going with this. Yeah, we can't, you know, look, we've, we have in the last couple of years, you know, whether it was resorts that we've stayed in or places we've traveled or restaurants we've been to, man, can't tell you, and even building our house, like the things that you, you know, the service that you get, you're just like, are you serious right now? And, and the example or the answer is always like, well, COVID, you know, and it's, and David said the other day, he's like, it's almost like when they say, you know, my dog ate my homework. It's the same damn answer all the time. Well, COVID, you know, unprecedented times. And you're just like, I'm tired of that. So what can we do differently? You know, and that's where, like, I'm really, really hell-bent on making sure that this does not continue to to rob us any further. And I don't have ultimate control over what goes on in the government or anything, but what I do have control over are my thoughts. I have control over my body and actions. I have control over what I put in my mouth. I have a control what comes out of my mouth. I have control over what's going in and out of my home, what's going in and out of my children's eyes and ears. I have control over how I treat my marriage. I have control over how I do business. We can't let it level us. And, you know, I, David and I have both had to give each other swift kicks in the pants, you know, several times this last couple of years because it gets the best of you. I mean, the other day he was laid out. I'm like, get up, get up. We're not going to let this happen. We're not going to allow the enemy to be the star of the show. I'm tired of it. Yeah. You know, we got to, we got to rise up. We got to be, be bold and courageous and take a stance and get on get on par with the frequency at what it is to be a turned on family and a turned on marriage and turned on for Christ because it's the brightest stars that shine in the darkest nights and that is what it takes in order for you to be the salt of the earth and the you know and the light like you have to be the light so Take it from the word of God and know that it's so important for you guys right now to shine brighter than ever and be bolder now than ever. Yeah, we have to be tough. We have to be very resilient. We look, you just mentioned it. I've been beat up and, and we don't we don't post a lot. We don't look for apathy uh, or, or sympathy. I mean, um, you know. But it's been a it's been Spir- tough. A spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual, it's warfare. A spiritual warfare for sure. And, and we've spoken so much about it. And, you know, we've touched on these little things here, how we went through COVID, how, you know, the faith of the church right now has to rise up. That's another component of Turned On. We've talked about family. That's a big component about how time we're being stripped of it and robbed of precious time uh, and great memories and, and things that are happening on a daily basis. And the third part or the fourth part of the Turned On focus is comes down to business. This is very important. 
There's a little thing going on right now, if you haven't heard it, it's called the Great Resignation. The Great Resignation. It's not great. Nothing great about it. CBS News had an article this week, and uh, they had the chief economist from LinkedIn on, and this girl, Karen Kimbrough. And basically, she's saying that people have been living to work for a very long time, and she thinks that this pandemic brought about this moment of reflection for everyone where they're saying, what do I really want to do? What, what makes my heart sing? And people are thinking, if not now, then when? And so we're having this enormous resignation. 20 million people quit their jobs in the second half of 2021. Now look, part of what Angelique's and I philosophy has been over the last couple of years with Turned On and Speak Up is find something that you're passionate about. Get out there and do it. Don't waste away every day doing something that you hate. But here's what scares me is we're looking at this great resignation as a good thing And I do believe people need to find something that they're excited about. But what happens when all these people quit and they don't find another job? We've seen people who have quit their jobs too early. And the first couple weeks, they're fine. And then before you know it, they get really stressed out because money's not coming in anymore. And the bills are piling up. And they're becoming in debt. And they don't know how they're going to feed their family. And nobody works good under that kind of stress. And my fear is despite all these terrible job numbers and all this stuff saying, oh, well, let's blame it on COVID, let's blame it on uh, the shipping, what's happening is they're looking at these numbers, laughing them off, because in my opinion, the, the great resignation is fine with them. Because if you have that many people resigning and that many people can't find work again or they're not happy and they get desperate, who do they run to, Angie? The government. Who are they going to run to? And the government's going to say, hey, we'll take care of you. Yeah, it's a dangerous place. Just give us your loyalty. Yeah, dangerous place. That's that's what we have to be careful of. If any of you guys have seen the movie uh, recently, probably you watched it in December. It was It's a Wonderful Life. You have, let's let's look at Mr. Potter as the government. And, and you look at George Bailey as the guy who is like the good guy. And Mr. Potter's trying to do everything he can to woo George Bailey just so he could have more control and more power. Hey, George, I'll give you an easy life. Sign this piece of paper here. Don't do all that stuff. Don't be independent. Don't go it on your own. Don't do these things for the community. Quit and come to my side. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, I don't care if it's George Bailey versus Mr. Potter. I don't care if it's Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. Any Marvel cartoon any Matrix movie, it's all the same story. It is good versus evil. It's the story. It is It is God versus the enemy. Yeah. And who will your loyalty? This comes down to a question about surrender. Are you going to surrender your will, your well-being over to the government? Are you going to surrender over to culture? Are you going to surrender your values and your, your time and your effort to cultural things or are you going to stand up for the word of god and have a kingdom down philosophy in your marriage in your work life in your family and certainly at church we cannot give golf claps we cannot be apathetic the stakes are too high and you know it and i know it 
There's not a person on here that hasn't sometime in the last year or two beat their head against the wall. There hasn't someone who someone on here who hasn't woken up in the middle of the night not being able to sleep because they're worried. And it doesn't get better standing on the sidelines. It doesn't get better just being a spectator. You have to get in the game and say, enough. I reclaim the word of God. I reclaim my family. I reclaim my destiny. And I will not bend my set of values for anybody. Well, here's the thing. If you... Let's just use this as an example. If you know there is something that, if someone's lying about something and you're aware that there's a lie and you're watching them tell the lie, but you're afraid to say anything about it, then you're complicit in the lie. So if there's things going on in your life that do not align with the word of God, it's a lie. It's a lie. If if you're experiencing things right now that that do not align with the word of God. This could be anything. This could be, you know, how how you feel in your job, of how you feel in your marriage, how you feel in your body. If there are things that are not on the same, you know, turned on frequency as, as God and his word, then it is a lie from the enemy. It is to, you know, kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. So don't be complicit in the lie. Don't agree with it. Don't allow for it to take root in your home. Don't allow for it to grow. Don't give it any water or sunlight. Don't start agreeing with it inadvertently. Don't lay down on the couch too long. You need to take your five minutes, take your freaking five minutes, but then get up, get the sword out, get the word of God out. Remind yourself of who he says you are, of what he says your marriage should be, of what he says your life should feel like, of what he has deemed possible for you because by his stripes, he has already done it and already won it. Ultimately, it is a lie you are agreeing with and in com- complicit with if you see it happening and then start agreeing with it, declaring it, claiming it, reinforcing it by repeating it over and over and over again. So stop it in its tracks now. Stop it in its tracks now. If you see a lie happening in your life, if you see a lie happening in your community, if you see a lie happening among your friends, in your business, around your health, whatever, stand up against it. You know you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you, within you. It is. We just drank some uh, powdered nootropics from our company. It's called Go, right? And when we put it in water, the powder, it disperses everywhere and it becomes one with the water. That's the Holy Spirit inside of you. It is not a drop of oil inside of water that you can find and it's only in your fingernail. It's everywhere, So when you understand that power, when you understand the supernatural essence of God and who he is in your life, then nothing else stands a chance. Nothing else stands a chance. It becomes part of you. So remember that. That's how you fight against these tools. That's how you fight in this spiritual war. That's how you fight against the lukewarm. That's how you fight against the group think. That's how you fight against the controversy. That's how you fight against it for your family. Everything is under attack and you are complicit in the lie if you're watching it by standing on the sidelines. We're not going to do that here. That's not what we're going to do. Not what we're going to do with Turned On, not what we're going to do in the Nori household and not going to do with anybody else that we partner with. And so 
to you, listener, that's what I might, that's, those aren't my marching orders. That's the Lord's marching orders. I know what they are. I'm really clear about it. And I'm also really clear when I mess up. I'm also really clear when I'm complicit. I'm also really clear when I'm complacent. I'm really clear when I'm laying down and taking it on the chin. It's not how we were designed. It's not honoring his order. It doesn't honor his word. Stand up for it. Stand up with it and go against the grain of the world so that we no longer give golf claps because we're afraid. Don't be afraid. Do not fear. 365 times in the Bible, do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. We have to be bold and courageous. And 2022 is going to be the year that we claim that. Amen. I, I no, I mean I'm I'm listening to you and I'm I wanna I want to hear you more because here's where you get fired up. If you go back to Pilate in the situation where he's outside and he's like, here's a good man here. I don't see any reason to crucify this man. And everybody's there in the crowd. I mean, how many people were there in the crowd that were really willing to put their life on the line right. and say, but this isn't right. They looked around and they said, wow, there's a lot of people saying saying that they should stone, the, I mean, they should crucify this man, and I don't believe it, but I'm, I'm afraid to say anything because I'll go against the, the group think right. well, of the crowd. Right, well, they had a Peter, I mean, look, at Peter was one of his disciples, and he denied him three times because he was afraid. Well, many of us right now, living in this time, we've never been through anything big. We've had it so good. You know, your dad was in World War II. There was the Great Depression. These were things... Um, certainly everyone brings up Hitler's a, a favorite thing for people to bring up now, but this generation alive and well now hasn't had that kind of, it's created weak men. It's created weak men. And, you, and you've heard that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so look at this woman right now who is on fire. We are here for families. We are here for those who feel like this can't be the best we have. Because you're looking at your children like we're looking at our children going, they deserve so much more. They deserve the little things that we had. And if that doesn't fire you up, then I don't know what will. If you can look at your kids and go, I don't know what kind of world we're leaving for them, but I'm okay with that, then I don't know what will fire you up. But I know we're in a slippery slope right now. I know if you listen to that Jordan Peterson episode where he's talking about being pushed back and then waiting and then being pushed back and waiting. We're so far from where we were just a few short years ago that we are in a slippery, slippery slope right here. So our goal this year, to repeat it, is foundational teaching. Our goal is for a revival. Our goal is for you to experience victory, a resiliency. And that means we plan, we execute, we follow through with the things that make the biggest differences in our life. That's what Turned On is. I can't say it enough. We will not sit on the sidelines. We will not be apathetic. We will not be spectators in what's going on, but we will be main players. And when I say that, meaning in our communities, in our churches, and when that pastor, I'm going to ask you all to do this. When your pastor or priest says something this week, give them a big, gigantic amen. Stand up and say yes. These are the people trying to lead us. They need our support. They don't need a lukewarm flock. They don't need golf claps. They need people that stand up and says, you know what, you're right. That is the word of God. And that's where my family, for me and my family, what? We will serve the Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. 
Listen, we're going to call you to action here. We need your help. We want to take turned on to a whole new level. We need to do that through your shares, through through your comments, through um, your reviews on iTunes, through you communicating, uh, you know, who we are through your social channels. We would love for you to connect us with new people, new guests, new opportunities. That's what we're asking of you. That's our labor of love here. We do this specifically for you to grow it and to reach more people because you're the light of the the world and the salt of the earth. And we need to stay turned on guys until next time. We love you.